Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Wrestling World. I am your host, Austin Boyer. And before we get started, some big news coming from WWE. Raw Underground is officially canceled. And I can't tell you how happy I am. You know, from the start, this this didn't look legit. I think we as pro wrestling fans deserve better this isn't MMA like I said this is pro wrestling so it comes to me as no surprise that this was cancelled those who don't know it was cancelled because of COVID they didn't want crowds of people gathered around um, and I don't think it was doing much for any of those guys who, who were competing in Raw Underground, considering they're professional wrestlers as well. I also think if you're a fan of pro wrestling, then you need to understand that this is insulting our intelligence. You know, when you watch an event like UFC or, you know, Bellator or anything like that, th- this is real MMA. That's real MMA. And when you see something like this, you know, raw underground. You see something like that, and you could tell it's it's this doesn't look like that doesn't look legit. And to me, it is insulting. It is insulting to me as a, a wrestling fan, and you know, some MMA fans it, it could be insulting to them. And when you know these guys are professional wrestlers who would rather be in a ring than to be doing these garbage segments, it's really not fair to them who should be in a storyline or in a wrestling ring. They get paid to be professional wrestlers, not MMA fighters. It's a shame that WWE came up with this in the first place. And it was all for ratings. It was all just so they can draw ratings. Well, this is the way that they want to draw ratings. Then this is a reason I would tune in to watch AEW or Impact or Ring of Honor. Because when I see this, I look at this and I think, well... Okay, this isn't pro wrestling. What is this? I'm tuning in to Monday Night Raw and seeing this. And if you're not a pro wrestling fan, and you're scrolling through TV, and you say, oh, well, Monday Night Raw's on, I'm going to tune in to watch that. And you see this, you'd probably be saying what the hell too. So to me, 
I don't mind that Raw Underground was canceled. I'm not surprised that it's canceled. I'm surprised that it lasted as long as, as long as it did, to be honest. So hopefully Shane McMahon don't come up with no bright ideas again. Hopefully the next time he has an idea, he ducks first. Okay, continuing. You know, I've heard reports that Ronda Rousey is looking to return in a few months. Um, this to me was a surprise. Because Ronda Rousey put a few tweets out saying how fake wrestling was talking about fake fighting and she caused a lot of animosity between you know a lot of the female com competitors and it's it's a when when you do something like that I think it's a disgrace to the business I I think it's You're stepping into their world. Yes, you were a big UFC star. Yes, you accomplished a lot. But when you step into a professional wrestler's world and you disrespect them like that and you call them out as, as actors or you say this is fake fighting it's disrespectful if I was a female competitor I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to work with her and I'm sure a lot of those female competitors probably feel different have a different opinion about her so it's a surprise to me that she's coming back but again, you know, with COVID going on and no people in the arena, WWE will do anything for ratings. I'm surprised they're not bringing Brock Lesnar back. And I'll, I'll get to him in a moment, but I'm very surprised they're bringing her back. What they'll do with her, I have no idea. I didn't read anything about that. All I know is they're supposed to be bringing her back within the next few months. She's been gone away from WWE for about a year now. Um, Becky Lynch, who, who beat her at WrestleMania, is rumored to return also. Which I've heard. I don't know how true that is. So I'm saying this is a rumor. I'm not giving no spoilers. But as I said, you know, um, due to COVID, you know, WWE will do anything. And I mean anything they can for ratings. You've seen Raw Underground. This just goes to show how far WWE will go, you know, just to get people to watch. Um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of storyline they put her in, whether she'll be drafted to Raw or SmackDown. I assume it would be wrong, being that's, that's where she's made her mark ever since, you know, she's came to WWE, even though I think SmackDown would be a fresh start for her, it would be something new, or even NXT, you know, there's a lot of women she can work with down there, a lot of new, new fresh talent, you know, up-and-comers, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a surprise to me being what she said about the wrestling business, that they're bringing her back. And she, she's disrespected the business. There's just no other way to say it. She's disrespected every person that gets in that ring and puts their body on the line. And I don't care how fake 
you think pro wrestling is. You know, wrestlers do get injured. They do get hurt. If if one move is botched, that could end their career. You've seen, you know, what happened with Edge, his neck. Um, you know, you've seen what happened to Kyrie Zane with Nia Jax. You know, that was months ago, but using that as an example. Um, so yeah, it's for her to call it fake fighting. And then for WWE, for WWE, excuse me, to even contact her and say, hey, we want you to come back. I think, you know, something called them a disgrace for even asking her back. Some could say Vince McMahon is a disgrace. She sat here and disrespected your business. But because you're so desperate for ratings, you're going to call her back. She's had a decent career in UFC. She's had a decent career in WWE. And I respected her. I respected her in UFC. I wasn't too thrilled when they brought her to WWE. You know, when she had that match at WrestleMania, I thought that was decent. But I thought it'd be like a one knockoff thing. I didn't think it would be, you know. I didn't think this would be an all. Like, what I should say is, I don't think she would be, you know, under contract with WWE in the near future. I had no idea. You know, because WWE, they bring stars in all the time. You've seen Rob Gronkowski. You've seen you know, Snoop Dogg and this guy, that guy. But um, it's always just, you know, a one-time thing for WrestleMania. So when she was even under contract with WWE, when she first came you know, to the main roster, I was surprised. You know, I, like I said, I respected her. I respect all her accomplishments she's had in the UFC. But when she said that about the wrestling business, about fake fighting, I lost every bit of respect I had for her. You know, the professional wrestling business, that's a different ballgame than MMA. You're not in the UFC anymore. You know, and if, and if you think the WWE and professional wrestling is fake fighting then go back to UFC and you know get your ass kicked again so we all seen how that went <sighs> okay next okay so tonight's moving on to tonight to tonight's Smackdown we have the opening segment. You know, we, we see Stephanie in the ring. We see Triple H in the ring. And what, what made me so frustrated about tonight's SmackDown, in the very beginning, they, you know, Triple H... He said, new storylines, new drama, a new roster, is what he said. And tonight's episode is titled, Could Have Been Better. And why, you might ask, is simply because tonight's SmackDown could have been better two reasons there were more segments than there were than matches there were more segments than matches and that's a problem especially when Smackdown who I believe has been a top brand for weeks because of their storylines 
because of the Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. But now you have Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss on Raw. Granted, we still have Roman Reigns and Jey Uso feuding. But aside from that, what else do we have? You know, we had we had Jeff Hardy and Lars Sullivan tonight, which I think WWE did a good job of making Sullivan look strong. I think Jeff Hardy did a a good job of putting him over. Granted, I don't think. Jeff Hardy should got should have got that much offense in. <clears throat> in my opinion, I think Lars Sullivan should have just steamrolled Jeff Hardy in that whole match. Just destroy him, you know. Don't let him get any offense in. I thought the match was good. Like I said, Jeff Hardy, he's a he's a veteran. And he did a great job of putting Sullivan over tonight. I'm hoping this storyline continues. I mean, maybe we'll see a match at Hell in a Cell. But I thought this match was decent. I don't understand why Jeff Hardy has been drafted to Raw but they had him on SmackDown that don't make much sense to me but being that SmackDown is on its new season they could have had anybody other than Jeff Hardy face Lars Sullivan and that brings me back to what Triple H said new drama a new role and new superstars. Okay, well that's the point of the draft. We have new superstars. So why are superstars from Raw on SmackDown tonight? Why were they? It doesn't make sense if we have a new roster. Then why is Hardy on SmackDown? I mean, they could have put anybody in that position when you think about it. And granted, like I said, Hardy did a good job putting him over. But Hardy did not need to face Sullivan. And I hope that going forward... SmackDown doesn't bring Raw superstars over to their brand. I hope that Raw doesn't bring SmackDown superstars to their brand because we've seen them do that several times. With the draft, after the draft, they they continue to do this. And I've always wondered, you know, where's the point of the draft if, there's, if they're just going to, you know have superstars, you know, cross over to different brands. They do it all the time. So I said, I kind of feel like this draft is pointless. You know, I'm hoping that the storylines are better creatively. But if this continues to where superstars keep crossing over, then that's going to be a problem. Um, the, the match itself was decent I give it a C I had to grade it Lars Sullivan he looks good looks to be in good shape with all the controversy surrounding him I'm surprised he's back I'm glad he's back. Surprised, but I'm glad. 
moving on to the New Day versus Seamus, Cesaro, and Nakamura. I had a problem with this match. They had a missed opportunity in this match. For one reason. I expected a hill turn. I'm not disappointed. But like I said, it's a missed opportunity. They could have turned Kofi and Xavier Woods Hill against Biggie. You know, they could have turned Biggie against Kofi and Xavier. They could have went either way, honestly. It's it's good that they ended it the way they did. But I still think that it's a missed opportunity. They've had plenty of opportunities to turn Biggie Hill. Several opportunities, as a matter of fact. And Biggie is getting ready for a big push. Hopefully, to the main event. I don't see that happening so soon. Being that Roman Reigns, you know, is the top guy, and I don't see anybody taking Roman's belt for a while. So if Biggie's gonna feud with anybody, he might feud with Sheamus, you know, for a few months, maybe past now in a cell. You know, Biggie could probably even feud with with um, Cesaro. Or Nakamura for the time being. It's like a filler feud till they find something for him. Which I'm sure they have plans for him after Seamus, but I'm just hoping they last. You've heard me say it before about WWE getting tired of certain stars. Then you see those stars go down to the mid card. I hope that doesn't happen with Biggie, being that he's had so much success with the New Day. I do think WWE has made the right decision in breaking up the New Day. They've accomplished so much in their six-year time as being a tag team. You know, from throwing pancakes out of their pants, singlets or whatever, to winning tag team gold. <laughs> Granted, I hope that whenever they threw the pancakes, I hope no fans, you know, ate the pancakes. And if they did, I hope they used mouthwash. But, <laughs> but as I was saying. WWE made the right move in splitting up the New Day. Big E deserves a push. And I'm hoping they stick with it. We'll see where it goes. There's a lot of possibilities for him. A lot of potential storylines. But the big news is Big E for now. And we'll see what happens. As for Sheamus and Cesaro and Nakamura, it was nice seeing Sheamus and Cesaro back together. They were a great tag team. You got to give them that whether you like them or not. They were a great tag team. Like I said, I think Sheamus and Cesaro should be real champions. And if they're going to do anything with Sheamus and Cesaro, I'd rather have them two together than Sheamus and Nakamura. Well, excuse me, Cesaro and Nakamura, I apologize.
because Cesaro and Sheamus are just the better team. And I think adding them to a tag team division would be great. Because the tag team division on SmackDown isn't that great right now. You seen what they did tonight with Ziggler and Rude with the Street Profits, which I'll get to that in a minute. But like I said, the the tag team division on SmackDown just needs help. It needs a shakeup. Like I don't I don't get excited about the tag team division. And it hasn't excited me for a while. Seamus and Cesaro, they brought excitement to the division. Like I said, I wish they were singles competitors. But if WWE is going to put them together, then I don't mind it. I don't mind them being together. And I think, I think they they deserve better. They shouldn't be forced to be tag teams. Well, they shouldn't be forced to go from one tag team to the next. You know, they should be singles competitors, to be honest. <coughs> but. If anybody is to be a tag team, it's, it's to be Sheamus and Cesaro. As for Nakamura, he could feed for the Intercontinental Championship. They, they they have Sami Zayn, who rarely did we even see tonight, and he's the Intercontinental Champion, <coughs> and. He's not being used. Like I've said, we've seen more segments than matches tonight. They could have put Sammy in a match. They could have put a lot of people in matches tonight. That's why this podcast is titled Could Have Been Better. And it's hard to see Smackdown be hot for so many weeks and then tonight just be a letdown. Like I said, this is my opinion. I'm sure other people have different opinions on it, but I am a pro wrestling fan. I tune in to see wrestling, not segments. Moving on. Daniel Bryan returns. If you've listened to my podcast last week, I've said about Daniel Bryan being in the creative position. And I mean, I'm happy for him. But tonight, seeing him in the ring with Seth Rollins I, I see a potential feud I think those two would have a great match and honestly I would have that over the Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins feud or should I say the Rey Mysterio and Dominic and Seth Rollins feud Because Daniel Bryan, everybody loves him. He's just exciting to watch. And have somebody like Seth Rollins. That would be fun to watch. Just just to see those two together. Now granted, I don't really care 
for the Messiah gimmick, the Monday Night Messiah gimmick. I don't care for the the, the whole thing. I don't I don't know what it is. If it's just because there's no fans in the building, I and every week I try to figure out why you know why I don't like this character. It's just not working for him anymore. It's, it's run its course. I think a lot of it a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's in this storyline with Rey Mysterio. It's been going on for months. It's no longer entertaining. It's like watching Jerry Springer, like I said before. Family drama. It, I, I don't know. We've seen what Seth Rollins can do as a heel. Bring that Seth Rollins back. Not the one we have now. But like I said, if WWE is smart... Seth Rollins will have a chance to redeem himself if he feuds with Daniel Bryan. And I don't know if we'll see Daniel Bryan next week on SmackDown. I don't know if we'll see him in the ring again. I'm assuming we will. Seeing how tonight went. But I don't know. But I would love to see Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan in just a straight up wrestling match. No stipulation involved. No special match or nothing. Just a regular wrestling match. So I guess we'll have to tune in, you know, next Friday to see what what happens. Like I said, Daniel's been in the creative role for so long. He could just stay in the creative role. And Seth Rollins, he's in this feud with Rey Mysterio. It should end at Hell in a Cell. If it goes any further, I'll probably turn my TV off. Because I don't want to watch this feud any longer. I don't know anybody who does. Um, it's just family drama. It's like, like watching a soap opera. And they, they drug this out for too long. And Rey Mysterio, he could be in another feud. Something more interesting. And Dominic can you know, do something else with another superstar. Maybe form attacking with his dad. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, next up, the next match was the Street Profits versus Ziggler and Rude. Um, if you were listening last week, I hated the Bailey and Sasha match, the ending. And tonight, it happens again. The Street Profits and the Ziggler and Rude match ended in a disqualification. It bothers me more this week because the titles were up for grabs. This was a title match. And WWE hyped this up just to let us down once again. And I don't, I don't understand why why they do this, why they hype matches up just to let us down. I mean, granted, they could have gave us a good match, a decent match, and then pulled a disqualification or something. I'm assuming the plan is for them to do this at Hell in a Cell, maybe after Hell in a Cell, because we're definitely going to see a rematch regardless. Of what happens I mean I, I don't know I hope that we'll see a 
good match. See something at least. But tonight I think was just a letdown for me. I think. I think that. I think Rude deserves better. Robert Rude, ever since he's returned, he hasn't been involved in anything other than Ziggler. They, they brought him back just to pair him up with Ziggler. I don't think it's the right move. I don't. I don't this isn't benefiting Ziggler. This is benefiting Rude. And Ziggler, you know, WWE is once high on him. He can work a heel. He can work as a babyface. I prefer him as a heel. He's just better that way. As far as Robert Rude, honestly, I would love to see WWE sign James Storm. James Storm, he has worked for WWE before in NXT. But the reason I say James Storm, because if if you watched TNA years ago, then the name Beer Money should ring a bell. Beer Money was a tag team consisting of Robert Roode and James Storm. And these guys work well together. And I love this tag team in TNA. Thought it was great. So if WWE is smart, they will hopefully one day sign James Storm. And pair him up with Robert Roode. Like I said, that would be great for the tag team division. Can you imagine Robert Roode and James Storm in WWE as a tag team? That's like when Samoa Joe and AJ Styles debuted you know, on the main roster. How crazy that was. How shocking it was to see former M Impact stars in WWE. And... You know, the Street Profits, like I said, I'm not too thrilled about this tag team. I see why people like them. But, I'm not too thrilled. I, I don't see why I should be impressed by them. I don't see anything special. Montez Ford, you know, he's kind of talented. He's you know, high flyer, but them as the team, I don't, just isn't working for me. And I, th I think that's why the tag team division is so rough now because of, of the way it is. There's just no excitement. There's no storylines. There's no, what I, well, I should say, proper storylines. Because honestly, are the Street Profits even involved in a storyline now? And when you look at Nakamura and Cesaro, they're not doing nothing with them either, you know? So, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say about the ta tag team division. It's just, WWE has had decent tag teams. But they have dropped the ball so many times with these teams. Like, when you look at the Revival, who are now released by WWE and, and, and AEW as FTR, when you look at the tag teams that WWE has had and they have dropped the ball with, this is why the tag team division is the way it is now. 
The Revival, who were a great tag team in WWE. You know, one of my favorite tag teams. WWE has really missed a big opportunity with them. And this is why tag teams move on and go somewhere else. They paired Luke Harper, who is now Brody Lee, with Eric Rowan and WWE as the Bludgeon Brothers. Now, I don't know why they called them the Bludgeon Brothers. I don't know why they just didn't call them Harper and Rowan. But I think those two as a tag team worked well. You know, I didn't like the whole Bludgeon Brothers gimmick, but them as a tag team were good. You know, the the Viking Raiders even are a good tag team. I'd like to see them actually turn on the Street Profits to to get something going because when they were pairing these two up as friends, you know, and doing all these challenges like basketball and you know, axe throwing or whatever they were doing. I thought, okay, what the hell is this? I'd rather see these two in a ring wrestling each other than being paired up doing this stupid shit. I'd rather see them in a ring, you know? See them in a feud, rather. When I see this on TV and I'm thinking, you know, this is this is why people leave for other companies. So so it's sad. It's 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 hard to see the tag team division and take it seriously at this point. Because most of these guys they put in these tag team divisions could be singles competitors. It's like they don't know what to do with certain superstars, so they just throw them in a tag team. Okay, Cesaro, here you go. Sheamus, here you go. We're just going to pair you all together. We're not going to put you in a decent storyline, but we're going to pair, pair you together with this guy, that guy. I don't know. Like I said, the Viking Raiders, they're a, de a decent team. Now, injuries to that team, I think, have derailed their career a little bit, but, you know, they're always exciting to watch just to see what they'll do. Um, you know, I think if they were heels, I think it'd be better. Cause I can't see the Street Pockets as heels. You know, they work well with baby faces, keep them, keep them baby faces. Um, another tag team I thought was good was AOP. They were a dominant team. But like the Viking Raiders, injuries have played a big factor in their career in WWE. And they were eventually released in September. Another missed opportunity with that tag team, you know, Akam and Razar. AOP, you know, they've had opportunities after opportunities to push that team and make them as monsters. They could have been a top tag team. And maybe that was the plan for WWE, I don't know. But it could have been something. I didn't like how they paired, you know, AOP with Seth Rollins. I would rather see AOP, somebody like Roman Reigns, they were going to pair anybody up. You know, Make it makes sense. Because, they, you know, AOP wears the vest. You know, Reigns used to wear the vest before he turned heel. That could have been something worth watching, at least. Just a lot of missed opportunities with this tag team division, man. It's... Hope, hope shit changes. Yeah, I really do. But we'll see. We'll see in the next few weeks what this draft does. And hopefully things get better. Hopefully. That, that's, that's saying a lot. But we'll see. 
Okay, there was a contract signing tonight. Bailey and Sasha. Not much to talk about here. There wasn't much about the two tonight that really stands out to me. Um, Bailey was just saying about how she used Sasha, and Sasha was saying, You would never have the championship without me. And it was like middle school, watching two middle school girls argue back and forth. And like I said, I think WWE owes this one. They owe us a decent match because of what they pulled last week with the disqualification. A big waste of time because I could have changed the channel right there and put something else on. So I think they owe us a decent match at Hell in a Cell. These two are great competitors. And I think they could put on a great match given the chance. The storyline itself I think has been decent. I think it, it should have happened a long time ago. I, I think, you know, there should have been a, a turn a long time ago between the two. Because I always felt like this match should have happened at SummerSlam. The Bailey versus Sasha match. I think it would have been a, it would have been a big match at SummerSlam. But I get it, you know, they want to keep their audience in suspense. They want to keep us guessing as to what's going to happen next. So I can't complain. You know, I, I did like the turn. I think it should happen sooner. But that's just me. At the end of this segment, you know, Sasha's calling Bailey a coward. You're a coward, you're this, you're that. And then the segment ends. And then next thing you know, it's the main event. Strowman versus Reigns, which I'm surprised the main event happened so soon. Being that we only saw four matches tonight. Now, you have a whole roster here. You have a chance to, you know, create new storylines. So why was there only four matches on the card for tonight? Because honestly, I'm tired of watching segments. You know, when I tune into wrestling, I want to see matches. Because ain't that what we all tune in for? Was to see a pro wrestling match? Way too many segments. If they would cut back on their segments and give us more matches and do their little segments, you know, in between, just here and there, it'd be better. I think, I mean, I can't speak for my audience. I can't speak for all of you. But in my opinion, I think it'd be better than what we're seeing. Way too many segments. Wait. I like the promos, actually. But the backstage segments, they can do without that. The promos even could be cut cut short. Because when you tune in to say Raw, and, and a wrestler does his promo, it's usually a 15-minute segment, a 20-minute segment. And in those 20 minutes... Or 15 minutes or whatever could be used to put a guy over who is never on the card, who never gets TV time. They could use that time to put guys on the card. And which I think that's why WWE struggles to build new stars. Because they have so many guys sitting in the locker room. When they can get the most out of their show by booking more matches.
That's like putting a football player, an NFL football player on the field and then putting the other players on a bench and saying, hey, you guys are going to sit here. Just like wrestling. These wrestlers rather be in the ring in front of an audience than to sit in the locker room. They don't get paid to sit in the locker room. I understand you can't put every wrestler on a card, but you can do something with them. And I just see there's way too many segments when that time could be used more valuable. So I was surprised the main event started as quick as it did. I wasn't happy. In this main event, we saw Strowman versus Reigns for the Universal Championship. This match benefited Reigns and only Reigns. Um, it made Strowman look weak. I get it; they want to book, you know, Strowman. You know, they they want to book Reigns to look big. But in the process, it's made Strowman look weak. You know, because in the, in the beginning of the match, you know, Reigns was getting all the offense in, you know, just dominating Strowman. And if you remember a few months ago, when Braun Strowman was feuding with Bray Wyatt, you know, after the whole swamp fight and this and that, Strowman said, I'm a new monster, I'm a new man, or whatever. So I thought, okay, they're going to push this guy to the monster heel that he was a long time ago. But what I saw tonight tells me otherwise. They're booking Strowman to look weak. And again, this is a match I don't understand because... I don't understand. Is Strowman, is he a heel or is he a babyface at this point? Because he's feuding with Keith Lee on Raw. So it seems. And I'm guessing Strowman is a heel. But what I don't get about this match is that they booked Strowman versus Reigns, who Reigns is also a heel. Okay, so... Who was the crowd supposed to cheer for? They're both heels. There was no baby face. This match was pointless. Again, just like the Hardy versus Sullivan match. There could have been anybody in that position but Strowman. They could have made they could have made Reigns look strong with any other superstar. Picking Braun Strowman, somebody from Raw, when they have a roster, a new roster again, just made no sense to me. I don't think the match made sense at all. Um, this doesn't do anything good for Braun Strowman, who is, doesn't have any momentum now with his view with Keith Lee. This doesn't make Strowman look strong. It's just going to make him look weak. I will say, I do love Roman Reigns as a heel. I think he's a great heel. I just think WWE made a bad decision tonight booking this match. As I just see it only benefiting Reigns. I think Strowman has had it rough, you know, these last few months, you know, getting the Universal Championship from Goldberg, you know, to lose it to Bray Wyatt, to, to lose the triple threat match, which we all figured he would, but, and then tonight, this segment, You got to think to yourself, what has happened to Strowman? This, this was a guy that was once 
probably one of the biggest heels in WWE. Everybody loved him. You know, everybody loved the catchphrase. You know, the crowd was, they they loved it, you know, when Strowman's, Strowman's music hit. But you got to ask yourself, you know, what are they going to do with Reigns? Well, excuse me, I mean Strowman going forward. The un- Raw Underground segments are done. So, where does Strowman go now? And what is he? Is he a heel or babyface? That's the problem. I don't understand why they book these matches, a heel versus a heel. Because that gives the crowd nobody to cheer for. Are we supposed to boo these guys the whole match? I mean, everybody loves Roman as a heel, but technically he's, you know, he's not supposed to be cheered. That's why they call it a heel. He's supposed to be booed. And it seems as if, you know, Strowman is a heel on Raw because he's feuding with Keith Lee, who Keith Lee is a babyface. So I, I don't understand how this match was booked. I don't know why it was booked, but whatever. Um, it seems as if Roman Reigns has a new signature move, or a finisher move at least. Uh, looks like a, a guillotine choke. Or maybe it was just used to, you know, put Strowman to sleep, being he's so big. But I hope they stick with this. You know, the whole submission move. I think it's kind of cool to add to his arsenal. But like I said, tonight's match, just SmackDown in general, could have been better. They've had so many opportunities to add more matches to this card, and they didn't. Way too many segments. It was just a big letdown. You know, this is supposed to be the SmackDown premiere. It's supposed to be exciting. Just the way it was tonight. And, and then being how good SmackDown was the last few weeks. And then for for, for tonight, you know, it, it's not looking good. And I'm hope, I hope that later down the line, you know, they book more matches and less segments. Put more guys on the card who normally don't get a, get to be on the card, but we'll see. You know, all those guys they drafted to SmackDown who we didn't we didn't see tonight. You know, Sami Zayn who should have been on the card. He's the Intercontinental Champion. He should have been wrestling. And that tells me they don't take that championship serious. Or they're just not taking him serious enough. I don't get it. You know, um, they 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 just I don't understand their booking. You know, the matches that were made tonight just weren't great. The one match that stands out for me the most is maybe, you know, the New Day match or the Hardy versus Sullivan match. You know, can't say they were great, but they were decent. Other than that, it was just a letdown of the night. Hopefully they turn things around next week. I'm looking forward to Raw. Um, the Firefly Funhouse is going to return. So we'll see where Bray Wyatt goes. And we'll see who he feuds with. I'm assuming it's going to be Andrade and Selena Vega. Because I'm guessing they'll want to add Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss into this somehow. So, I'm excited for Raw. 
can't say that about SmackDown tonight. I'm hoping Raw's better. I'm hoping they don't pull this for Raw. Because they have the storylines to make Raw a decent show. Just hoping they don't drop the ball this time. But I think Raw will be the more dominant brand in the next few weeks. Hopefully. But we shall see. And I will be tuning in Monday. And I will continue this podcast Monday night. And Friday night. Mondays and Fridays are the two days I will be doing this podcast. I may review NXT or AEW. I'm not sure yet. Leave your questions and comments below. I want to know your thoughts on tonight's episode. What you think will happen. Your predictions for how I want to sell. Your predictions on tonight's episode. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Tune in next week for the next episode. I will be having guests soon. So look forward to it. Good night. Thank you.